Dads and ladies, welcome to the Junior Classics. Hi there, I'm Sir Bradley Hassey, a teller of borrowed tales. Join me as I share stories of courage, adventure, and wonder. But don't take my word for it. You can find out for yourself on today's Junior Classic. Good day, Junior Scholars. My name is Sir Bradley Hassey, guardian of the written word and your guide through the Junior Classics. Our mission is to preserve the knowledge in the classics before it is lost forever and inspire children and families to a love of good reading and a lasting interest in Western literature, history, and scholarship. If this is your first time listening, thank you for being here. And a very special thank you to my loyal junior scholars who listen each and every week. Last week, we enjoyed a true classic, Little Red Riding Hood. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's story, I encourage you to do so. This week, we have another popular classic, The Story of the Three Bears by Robert Southey. Robert Southey is the first known person to record the story of the three bears in 1837. The tale has since evolved into three versions. The original we are reading today. In the second version, the character Goldilocks enters the story. And in the third version, the three bachelor bears are transformed into a papa, mama, and baby bear. But before we start the story, lost and found words. I want you to listen carefully and try and spot these words during the story. Our first one is impudent. Impudent means to have no shame or modesty or no regard for others. Basically, you don't care what others think about you in a bad way. Secondly, the word bolster. This is another word for a long cushion or pillow, a bolster. Third, vagrant. A vagrant is a homeless person who wanders about and doesn't work. Next, we have a constable. This is a British police officer or a police officer of a small town. And lastly, the house of correction. This is another word or phrase for a jail. Now, on to the show. I want you to imagine you are walking home from school, a friend's house, wherever. And along the sidewalk, you find an object. Maybe it's a toy or a bike. Whatever it is in your mind, it is something that you have wanted for a long time. The object doesn't look immediately as if it belongs to somebody. It looks like somebody may have forgotten it there. What should you do? Leave it alone? Take it and claim it as your own? Look around for the owner? In our story today, an old woman is out walking and finds somebody's house. She decides to look into the house. She sees that nobody is home and decides to enter the house without the owner's permission. Whoa, this does not look like a good idea. Well, let's find out what happens. Once upon a time, there were three bears who lived together in a house of their own in a wood. One of them was a little small wee bear and one was a middle-sized bear, and the other was a great, huge bear. They had each a pot for their porridge, a little pot for the little small wee bear, 
a middle-sized pot for the middle bear, and a great pot for the great huge bear. And they had each a chair to sit in, a little chair for the little small wee bear, and a middle-sized chair for the middle bear, and a great chair for the great huge bear. And they each had a bed to sleep in, a little bed for the little small wee bear, and a middle-sized bed for the middle bear, and a great bed for the great huge bear. One day, after they had made the porridge for their breakfast and poured it into their porridge pots, they walked out into the wood while the porridge was cooling, that they might not burn their mouths by beginning to eat it too soon. And while they were walking, a little old woman came to the house. She could not have been a good, honest old woman, for first she looked in at the window, and then she peeped in at the keyhole, and seeing nobody in the house, she lifted the latch. The door was not fastened, because the bears were good bears, who did nobody any harm, and never suspected that anybody would harm them. So the little old woman opened the door and went in, and well pleased she was when she saw the porridge on the table. If she had been a good little old woman, she would have waited till the bears came home, and then, perhaps, they would have asked her to breakfast, for they were good bears, a little rough or so, as the manner of bears is, but for all that very good-natured and hospitable but she was an impudent, bad old woman, and set about helping herself. So first, she tasted the porridge of the great huge bear, and that was too hot for her, and she said a bad word about that. And then she tasted the porridge of the middle bear, and that was too cold for her, and she said a bad word about that too. And then she went to the porridge of the little small wee bear, and tasted that, and that was neither too hot nor too cold, but just right and she liked it so well that she ate it all up. But the naughty old woman said a bad word about the little porridge pot, because it did not hold enough for her. Then the little old woman sat down in the chair of the great huge bear, and that was too hard for her. And then she sat down in the chair of the middle bear, and that was too soft for her. And then she sat down in the chair of the little small wee bear, and that was neither too hard nor too soft, but just right. So she seated herself in it, and there she sat till the bottom of the chair came out, and down she came, plump onto the ground, and the naughty old woman said wicked words about that too. Then the little old woman went upstairs into the bedchamber in which the three bears slept. At first she lay down upon the bed of the great huge bear, but that was too high at the head for her. And next she lay down upon the bed of the middle bear, and that was too high at the foot for her. And then she lay down upon the bed of the little small wee bear, and that was neither too high at the head nor at the foot, but just right. So she covered herself up comfortably and lay there till she fell asleep. By this time, the three bears thought their porridge would be cool enough, so they came home to breakfast. Now the little old woman had left the spoon of the great huge bear standing in his porridge. Somebody has been at my porridge! said the great huge bear in his great gruff voice. And when the middle bear looked at his, he saw that the spoon was standing in it too. They were wooden spoons. If they had been silver ones, the naughty old woman would have put them in her pocket. Somebody has been in my porridge, said the middle bear in his middle voice. Then the little small wee bear looked at his, and there was the spoon in the porridge pot, but the porridge was gone. Somebody has been in my porridge and has eaten it all up, said the little small wee bear in his little small wee voice.
Upon this, the three bears, seeing that someone had entered their house and eaten up the little small wee bear's breakfast, began to look about them. Now the little old woman had not put the hard cushion straight when she rose from the chair of the great huge bear. Somebody has been sitting in my chair, said the great huge bear in his great rough gruff voice. And the little old woman had squatted down the soft cushion of the middle bear. Somebody has been sitting in my chair, said the middle bear in his middle voice. And you know what the little old woman had done to the third chair? Somebody has been sitting in my chair and has sat the bottom out of it, said the little small wee bear in his little small wee voice. Then the three bears thought it necessary that they should make further search. So they went upstairs into their bedchamber. The little old woman had pulled the pillow of the great huge bear out of its place. Somebody has been lying in my bed, said the great huge bear in his great rough gruff voice. And the little old woman had pulled the bolster of the middle bear out of its place. Somebody has been lying in my bed, said the middle bear in his middle voice. And when the little small wee bear came to look at his bed, there was the bolster in its place, and upon the pillow was the little old woman's ugly, dirty head, which was not in its place, for she had no business there. Somebody has been lying in my bed, and here she is, said the small little wee bear in his small wee voice. The little old woman had heard in her sleep the great, rough, gruff voice of the great, huge bear, but she was so fast asleep that it was no more to her than the moaning of the wind or the rumbling of thunder. And she had heard the middle voice of the middle bear, but it was only as if she had heard someone speaking in a dream. But when she heard the little, small wee voice of the little, small wee bear, it was so sharp and so shrill that it awakened her at once. Up she started, and when she saw the three bears on one side of the bed, she tumbled herself out at the other and ran to the window. Now the window was open, because the bears, like good tidy bears as they were, always opened their bedchamber window when they got up in the morning. Out the little old woman jumped, and whether she broke her neck in the fall, or ran into the wood and was lost there, or found her way out of the wood, and was taken up by the constable and sent to the house of correction for a vagrant as she was, I cannot tell. But the three bears never saw anything more of her. The End Let's go over the decisions the dishonest woman made in the story. First, she went into the bear's house without permission. Then she stole their food and ate it. Then she destroyed the little bear's chair. And lastly, she decided to go to sleep in the little bear's bed, which is just kind of creepy. The old woman used or took things that did not belong to her. Today's lesson is simple, and you probably already know it. Don't take or use things that don't belong to you. If you do, that is called stealing. You may get away with it a few times, maybe many times, but eventually you will get caught. Also, you never know who you're messing with. If you mess with the wrong person, it might be as bad as having a family of angry bears attack you. That's all for this week, Junior Scholars. As always, I am Sir Bradley Hassey. Be brave, be loyal, and speak the truth. Now for you parents out there, I want you to understand why we are doing this, what we are trying to achieve, and how you can help us. 
This is a rescue operation to preserve the classics and the wisdom within before it is lost forever. Our goal is to inspire children with a love of good reading by safeguarding and breathing new life into the greatest stories in history and empower you, the parents, with a resource you can trust to enrich your child's mind and spirit. We don't want these stories and the wisdom within to be forgotten so our children don't have to learn these lessons on their own. The most important thing you can do for us is to spread the message and tell others about these stories and what we are doing. If you want to donate, we would love that as well. My promise is that 100% of donations will go to building the impact and quality of the junior classics. If you have feedback and thoughts on how we can do things better, please send an email to the junior classics at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.